I'd like to give honor to the full throne of God and say hello and welcome to everyone that's listening in. This is uh, part one of a three-part series that I'm going to do talking about who are the 12 tribes of Israel then and now. Part one is the birth and rise of a nation. Now why should we talk about Israel? Who is Israel? Israel is God's chosen people. The name Israel actually means Prince of God. He made a covenant with Israel and he gave them the holy oracles. The men of Israel wrote the Bible through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And when we read the Bible, we're reading about the lives of Israelites. Their lives serve as examples to us so that we can know how to obey and serve the Lord. From Israel came all of the prophets, the apostles, and according to the flesh, Jesus Christ came from Israel. Jesus Christ told the woman at the well, salvation is of the Jew. Therefore, learning about who Israel is, is a very important thing. Now, who are the people that call themselves Jews or children of Israel? The people that call themselves Jews today are not the children of Israel. They are the people that occupied the land. They took the name and they took the identity. But God's chosen people are hidden among the nations. They are called a nation not desired. In Zephaniah 2 verses 1 it says, Gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation not desired. One day, God himself not man, not the United Nations, will reveal who his children are. And God himself, not man, not the United Nations, not American Airlines, will deliver Israel from all the nations of the world and will turn them to their land. And the land will become beautiful like the Garden of Eden. And as he promised Abraham, this is what he said in Genesis 12, 3, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But before we can talk about the blessing and hope to come, let us remember the beginning of Israel. We have to first go to Abraham. Abraham lived after the flood. But men were not as they are today. Today, you may think it was always like this, but it isn't, wasn't. Today, men are blind, and they don't know who God is. They are deceived by so many different religions and by hypocritical religious leaders, and it makes people think that either God does not exist or that he doesn't even care what's going on in this world. It doesn't matter to him what we do. But back when Abraham walked the earth, they were not blind. They knew God, and the flood was a very recent memory. But wicked men will never obey the Lord. They invented their own gods out of pride and their wicked imaginations, and they rejected the only true God. Abraham alone in all the earth obeyed and reverenced God. That's why the Lord had such great respect for him. Even Abraham's father's house was given over to the worship of idols. So God called Abraham and separated him from his people. 
he sent him to the land of Canaan and he promised to give it to him as his inheritance. He blessed Abraham and made a covenant with him and told him that his seed would be like the stars of heaven and like the sands of the sea. Now I'm going to read Genesis 15 verses 1 to 5 about this wonderful blessing that the Lord gave to Abraham and to his seed. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. That was a wonderful blessing. Except there was a problem. Sarah was barren and they had no children. And Sarah tried to make the promise come true through her handmaiden, Hagan. And this is why we can't go ahead of God. We have to be patient and let God will do what he promises to do for us. Hagar gave birth to Ishmael, but God did not choose him. The promised seed was to be the child of Sarah, begotten of Abraham. When Abraham was 100 years old, Sarah finally gave birth to Isaac. And God blessed Isaac just like he blessed Abraham. Isaac married Rebekah, who gave birth to twins. When she carried these children, God told her that there were two nations and two manner of people within her. He said the elder would serve the younger. Esau was the elder and Jacob the younger. Jacob supplanted Esau on two occasions. First, he convinced him to sell his birthright for food. And secondly, he pretended he was Esau when it was time for the blessing. You see, Isaac was blind physically, and he was also blind to the faults of his, uh, his elder son because of the tradition and because of the love for him. But it was not God's will that Esau should have the blessing of Abraham. God said, Jacob I love and Esau I hate. Jacob and Esau are symbolic of the children of God and the children of the devil. Just like us, we exist together, children of this one earth. Some are wicked and some are righteous. God's children will one day supplant Satan's children, who at this time have all of the worldly advantages. Jacob had to leave home in fear of his life because at that point Esau threatened to kill him. He went to Syria and married Rachel and Leah. And God made a covenant with Jacob. He called him by a different name. He called him Israel, Prince of God. I will read that in Genesis chapter 32, verse 28. And he said,
said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Rachel and Leah and their two handmaidens became the mothers of the house of Israel. Thirteen children were born, twelve sons and one daughter. From these twelve sons came the twelve tribes of Israel. The twelve brothers had faults and weaknesses, just like all men do before they are converted and give their life to Jesus. They were not perfect, except for Joseph. But his brothers became so envious of him that they sold him to Midianite traders when he was just 17 years old. And he was taken as a slave to Egypt, and he suffered many hardships and imprisonment. But in the process of time, the Lord lifted him up, and he became Lord in Egypt and second only to Pharaoh. A great drought covered the land, and Joseph was in charge of distributing food to everyone. The drought came to Canaan. This is how Joseph united with his family. They then came to Egypt where Joseph could help them. 430 years later, Israel grew from a family of 70 that entered Egypt into a small nation of people. They were enslaved by the Egyptians, and God sent Moses to deliver them from Egypt with great signs and wonders. It is this nation of people that left at midnight on the night of Passover, and never before, except for the flood, and never since, has such great signs and wonders been shown on the earth, and there has never been a greater prophet or a mightier than Moses, except for Jesus Christ. But as usual, the wicked, just like they do today, outnumbered the righteous. They constantly challenged Moses and Aaron. All of the people was a mixed multitude that went out, and they rebelled against God. God punished them and made them wander for 40 years in the wilderness. In the wilderness, soon after they left Egypt, God made a covenant with the entire nation of Israel. Now this was significant. It was a significant change because before he made the covenant with Abraham, an individual, Isaac, an individual, Jacob, and then his family, but now he made a covenant with an entire nation and this had never happened. Israel was to be priest to God. He gave them his holy law at Mount Sinai. He spoke to them by voice so that all would know that it was the God that was speaking to them and God giving them the law and not man. And he used his finger and wrote on the tables of stone so that they could also know that it was not Moses giving them that law, that it was God giving them the Ten Commandments, that we would know when something is written on stone that it is unchangeable and immutable, just like it still is today. After 40 years in the wilderness, the wicked grew and God diminished them. And none of the rebellious would live to see the promised land. Moses died at the end of the 40 years having fought many battles for the Lord and he was succeeded by Joshua. It was Joshua who led the children of Israel over Jordan and who led them in many battles to take the land of Canaan out of the hand of the very wicked, filthy nations that inhabited it. Not all of the enemies were destroyed. They remained as thorns on the side of Israel. God remembered his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Israel became a prosperous nation. 
Eventually, they asked for a king. David was the second king and beloved of God. His son Solomon ruled over Israel in its greatest glory and prosperity. It was Solomon, with the directions of David, who built the temple of the Lord. But many of the kings of Israel were wicked. The hearts of many of the people were wicked, and they were tempted by the heathen that lived around and among them. They also worshipped idol gods. God sent them prophets to warn the people. He gave them chance after chance. He was long-suffering and patient. But eventually, Israel's disobedience caught up with them. And we will talk about that in the next presentation. Thank you.